Hey, Don! Snap out of it, Don! Come on, you're on in a minute. Uh, uh, you got to get ready for your show. Uh, whoa, whoa, where am I? Um, and you are in kind of the back room, behind, like on, behind a stage. Uh, is it a nice back room? Is it? It's it's lavish. Because because I'm kind of used to like just playing at <laughs> bars. And <laughs> Where's all the trash I'm accustomed to? This can't possibly be a stage. <laughs> But no, it's nice. Yeah, you're in this. You're in this lavish, this very luxurious, sybaritic back room. You're lounging in the the most plushiest, lazy boy of armchairs. And yeah, you've got your saxophone next to you, and you hear excitement. Uh, actually, roll a perception check. I want to see what what you do here and observe. All right. Boom, nat twenty. <laughs> I like this. Wait, really? I like this uh, <laughs> online dice roller. That's awesome. Okay, cool. That twenty. Yeah, no, you you take in the whole surroundings, and it's it's truly distracting because you're supposed to be on stage in a minute, but you just can't help but enjoy the. You've never experienced like a luxury like this. This is this is a whole new world for you. This is like almost what you've always wanted from your musical career. I've always wanted to just hang out on the backstage. Like, <laughs> yeah, the fans screw that. And <laughs> as you are sitting there taking it all in enjoying a, a higher tier of life that you are you've never experienced before uh you slowly realize that you have experienced this before and that you know this man in front of you you know this is saul gundry your your manager who has booked you performances all over the world oh wow and you realize that you have a performance that you're supposed to be giving right at this moment actually you're a little late but you also know that you are so good and such a sought-after musician, a sought-after musical talent, that you can keep the audience waiting, and they won't bat an eye. In my experience, I feel audience members like that, um, to just wait about an hour, really. Yeah, if you could hold out throughout the entire show, they usually prefer that. <laughs> that way you only have to play five minutes. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, are is that the plan? You want to sit around for an hour, taking? You want to talk to Saul? He's probably got a lot of interesting things he can fill you in on. If you Saul, how many? How many more? Uh, tour, how many locations are left on this tour? I'm pretty busy. Don, this you got to get on that on that stage. You got to give your performance, man. I know you're hot shit, but you can't let it go to your head. You, you don't talk to me that way. <laughs> you're <laughs> you're right. You're, I've apologized, and he prostrates himself in front of you. And begs for forgiveness. Please, please forgive oh, me, Saul, Don. Don't, Saul, don't, joking, don't send man. me away like your other managers. <laughs> Listen, you're not like the others. <laughs> you're not like that other guy. So he he stands up and he's like, "But all all joking aside, you really should get on that stage and do your performance." And he is holding in front of you uh, two of the most 
incredible, luxurious uh, saxophones you've ever seen in your life. You really just want to wrap your lips around those bad boys. Two of them? Two. Dual wielding? (laughs) Of course. Is one the, uh, like, that white saxophone from Evenglade, and the other... Is that what you want it to be? Yes. Then yes. And the other one's the OG sax. Or if you want a better one, it's whatever you want. Uh, yeah, I want a red one. Oh, you realize that it's now red, and it has always been red. <laughs> I like this new world. <laughs> yeah. All right, now get on out there and kill. Oh, I'll kill, all right. <laughs> okay, maybe not literally. <laughs> Unless you want to, the crowd would probably still be pleased, honestly. You've got such clout. Yeah. Uh, all right, I'm ready. Uh, what's his name? Greg? No, not his Greg. His name is Saul. Saul. He's, he's not a demon. That's a demon <laughs> name. <laughs> <laughs> sorry saul all right all right yeah i grab the two saxes and uh i head out okay he spanks you on the way out because <laughs> he knows that's what you like thanks saul <laughs> oh man why do i surround myself with such weirdness <laughs> you love it <laughs> he chuckles to himself he's like that boy <laughs> he's gonna change the world uh so i'm running to the stage because i'm late while you're moving towards the stage, you you feel like, despite this being a, a joyful, happy moment for you, you feel kind of like a weird nagging sensation in the back of your head. Like, the, the, something just feels a little off. Like, still not fulfilled? You can't quite put your finger on it, but no no need to, th- to dwell on that right now. You've got a performance to put on. All right. Let's do what I do best. Okay, and continuing on with that natural 20 perception rule, you witness the most expansive venue that you've ever even that you could possibly even dream of this is beyond imagination even with a nat 20 you can't see the back of this theater it is so massive man i feel i feel bad for the people in the back <laughs> uh they've got you know what they've got binoculars and shit that that's with the seating it's really it's a really high high class venue <laughs> i yell out to the crowd uh what's like a don catchphrase <laughs> Uh, you can roll to see how charismatic you are, if you want. That's true. <laughs> but I don't even think I can think of a catchphrase. <laughs> it, well, it doesn't matter if you roll high enough. Yeah. They'll eat anything That's up. a three. That's a nat 20. You did it. <laughs> they love you, Don. The show hasn't even started. They're all in, already throwing roses on stage. You guys ever hear, see a guy play two saxes at once? Play three, Don! Uh, all right. And you see a third saxophone appear in front of you. <laughs> My mouth is full of reeds <laughs> uh so you're gonna play them yeah cool roll the performance check all right a two <laughs> another nat 20 god don you are on fire you can't be stopped no, cody a two <laughs> no it's a nat 20 you're playing the most incredible the the best three saxophone solo piece of music ever played <laughs> and the crowd is just they would be going wild if they weren't in utter silence so they can hear your beautiful music uh yeah, let's see how far I can take this. Uh, I'm going to start juggling the saxes now. And, While you're playing them? Yeah, yeah like, of course. So I'll play one and then throw it up in the air after I'm done blowing mm-hmm. a note into it. I don't know. Yeah, nat 20, right? <laughs> yeah, nat 20, you do it. It's it's amazing. All right, guys, you get ready, you ready to mosh? All right, if that's what you want them to be ready to do. <laughs> let's do it. Let's all roll strength checks. Opposing strength. All right, the crowd is moshing. Let's see how this venue holds up. And in the midst of this performance, which is unlike any other performance you've ever given, insofar as the music is good and people are enjoying it, 
um, you still you still have that nagging sensation, and your eyes are drawn to the exit sign on the far right of the stage. Uh, classic stage fright. Yeah, they just like as you perform, you keep you 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 are slowly pulled there, as if you, you feel like it's something important. But uh, the crowd is just begging for more. Well, let me uh, let me try out some more instruments here. Okay. Don pulls out an acoustic guitar. You wield it like a saxophone. <laughs> he plays it like a saxophone. <laughs> you know, I was going through some rough stuff last year. It's like when you get so rich and successful <laughs> that you just can't relate to anyone. So here's a song <laughs> to relate that to you guys. Yes, all of a sudden you realize that everyone in the crowd is as wealthy and successful as you are <laughs> and relatable. If they want to go to this venue, yeah. And they're like, I can relate, Don. <laughs> You're speaking to my soul, fame, Don. Fame and fortune has brought me nothing, Don. It's brought me nothing but joy and happiness, and everyone in here has a friend, Don. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I keep playing. Cool, yeah, and it's it's wonderful. And um, so you, you rotate through various instruments, and you put on the performance of a lifetime, as you do every time you go on stage. But then after the performance, it's like, some of the crowd, some of the audience members surge onto the stage and surround you and they're reporters and they have to, they have to like work. They have to, it takes them a while to actually like muscle their way past all the roses and panties that were thrown on stage. And my you. security. And your security. <laughs> uh, and your, your manager, Saul Gundry is there and he's just like, all right, all right. He'll answer a few of your questions. One at a time, not one at a time. Yeah, the whole time while this is happening, your attention keeps being drawn to the exit sign, the door to your right. All right, uh, um, you with the glasses, uh, what's your question? Uh, hello, Don. Yes, uh, Kenneth Rogermanson here from the Daily Post Bugle. <laughs> My favorite. <laughs> of news. Uh, yes, After now that you've effectively solved world hunger and cured my relationship with my wife by solving my erectile dysfunction with your music <laughs> what's what's in store for you next in your career oh uh i don't know kenneth i mean well please hurry up i've got a raging heart <laughs> raging heart on i'd like to share with my wife <laughs> i gotta get home in like an hour <laughs> i gotta get home this is only gonna last another couple hours and you know i'm gonna play your album on the way home <laughs> I gotta keep my vim up. <laughs> okay, if solving your problems has always been my goal from the beginning. Uh, <laughs> you, as in uh, general people's problems. Uh, what's next? Uh, so I'm already the best musician that there ever was. I didn't say that, sir. <laughs> But it's true, you are. <laughs> I just said I had a heart on. I don't know. I just said that your music gave me erections. All right, name one other musician who's done that. Uh, Flappy Newbart's <laughs> son, Godfrey Newbart. Godfrey. God, I don't know, Kenneth. I mean, I guess. Uh... Listen, man, time really is of the essence. <laughs> <laughs> Reporters really know how to get you off guard with their. <laughs> Their sense of urgency. And, this, and this, this whole time, while you're answering these questions from these reporters, you are still constantly knocked at that door, and you feel you hear like a muffled voice kind of reaching out to you from the direction of that door. But it seems like no one else hears it. Hey, you guys, let's let's take these questions by the door. 
Um, and you, you feel like as you try to move closer to the door, the crowd is like trying to push against you and keep you there. And they keep offering you flowers and money and phone numbers from various people to I don't date or whatever, I guess. I don't know. Wow. $5,000. Thanks. Yeah, five, have, yes. 5,000 American dollars. <laughs> uh, next question, please. Uh, <laughs> and so you're going to try to work your way th- to that door or. Yeah. But one question at a time. Oh, I keep trying to make my way, but another reporter shows up. <laughs> and as you as you make your way closer to the door, the uh, the interviewers and your manager start to get more aggressive with you, trying to bring you back onto the stage. Saul, what do you, get off me, Saul. Opposing strength check. <laughs> okay, you can roll that. 14. He, he easily pins you down. Well, that's just Saul for it. <laughs> <laughs> He's my manager and head of security. God, what's another question I could ask you? As I'm pinned to the ground. <laughs> One more question, Mr. Rivers. <laughs> Next question, Mr. Rivers. Um, just how many saxophones can you fit in your mouth at once? <laughs> this is the first time I've done three. Who knows? Maybe four next time. You just got to buy a ticket and find out. <laughs> you can buy my tickets at DonRivers.com. And you're trying to worm your way through the crowd to get to that door at this point, right? Yes. Yeah. And so that this, they're like trying to like, show us Don, show us Don. And they, they give you more, more, a bunch of saxophones to put in your mouth to play. All right. What do I roll <laughs> for these? There's a performance check. Oh, okay. 12. Uh, it's a natural 20. Mm. It sounds like you can play just about as many saxophones in your mouth as you want. <laughs> I have like this crazy looking smile on my face. <laughs> So you're trying to please this crowd so that you can like get them off you a little bit so you can move closer to the door. Hey, everyone, uh, I have an idea. You want to see my uh, kind of a, the life of Don? Now, it's not really a performance, but I'm going to show you something. Okay. Oh, are they all saying unison? <laughs> <laughs> you guys want to see my favorite door? Uh, Pardon? Is this, a, is this a new part of the show? They all start muttering to themselves, like, I don't know about this. This, is, this seems kind of strange. What door are you talking about, Don? <laughs> the, uh, you know, everyone has a favorite. You know, Don, I find it best not to think about doors, your manager says. Like, maybe just get to the performance, you know. Put, put maybe a couple more saxophones in your mouth. Please the crowd. Why would think of all the money and women or men or whatever you want that you'll get out you of might this? Why would uh, stick to music, Don, and <laughs> less the doors? <laughs> Yes. Doors aren't your expertise. You've spent all that time mastering all instruments. Put them to use, you know? But you guys know what I'm talking about. Everyone has, like, a favorite door. Mm, I try not to think about doors if I can help it. Yes, no, doors. That's not a, That's not exactly a thing I try to dwell on. Especially not that one over you there. You don't have to dwell on them. And your manager, Saul, comes up to you and is like, Don, if you really are obsessed with doors, we can go out that door over there, go go to the after party, you know, smooth a little, <laughs> talk about our next record deal, the next couple uh, hundred million gold you're going to make again. Oh, man. Talk about surgically increasing the, the, the size of your mouth to fit more saxes up in there. <laughs> Don is a weird backstory. <laughs> <laughs> and so your manager puts his arm around you and he tries to, like, He's more aggressively than you would like move you away from the door that you're slowly inching your way towards. Wait, Saul, how long have we known each other? Uh, as long as you want us to have known each other, my man. <laughs> what a good yes, man. <laughs> it's actually a good time to do your annual performance review. 
I've only been working for you for a week. You know, it's. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's a little early, don't you think? Shouldn't there be some sort of probationary period before I begin? Like a. <laughs> well, that's not the way I do things. Oh, okay. But I know <laughs> this weekly performance review. I don't want your performance review like being broadcasted to everyone with all these reporters around. We we could get some privacy. Maybe go out that exit door. Uh, you know what? There's just there's a perfectly good exit door on the other side of this this venue. Let's go there, you know, and right out there, actually, right out there, everything you've ever wanted. Think about it. <laughs> think about it. There's a whole wide world of all of your worldly desires right outside of not that door, but that door. Uh, that's a tough choice. <laughs> you've got a, you've gotten close enough to the other door that you start to hear uh, the, the muffling even louder, and you hear. Dawn, you're running out of time. Oh no, I I recognize that voice from anywhere. <laughs> you don't recognize the voice, but it does feel familiar. But you have no memory, no recollection of this voice. I see. But it is, it is making you want to like get to that door, and you realize as you are approaching the door that the door is getting smaller. Saul, do you see that the door? It's getting tinier. What door? <laughs> Doors don't shrink, Don. Let's. You know what? It sounds like you could really go for a drink. You sound stressed out. I think I need a little liquid courage. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Let's go get a drink. All right, let's go. Let's go. Salt. You're buying, right? Yeah, totally. <laughs> you find yourself in a bar, and there is there is still a door that is drawing your attention. <laughs> Saul, what do you think of that door? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> that's fair enough. And quite frankly, I find it peculiar to ask someone's opinion on doors. I'm just glad I'm out here with my best bud having a drink. You know what? Me too. Uh, can we get another round, Saul, on your tab? I don't. You know what? I don't see why not. As long as you're staying here drinking with me, I, I bet some of these. Look at look over there. There's Carlisle Livingston, the famous recording artist. You already knew that, didn't yeah, you, Don? Yeah, that guy's a nobody compared to me. <laughs> that's, that's true, but. There are some big fish in these waters, and if we just stick around here for at least another couple hours, I'm sure we'll we'll get some a, traction. A collab deal. Hey, uh, isn't that Ralph Cezetti over there? Um, where? My God, Saul! I, I want to be. He's the only. I know. I said everyone doesn't have talent here, but the, I feel like that's the one guy who's better than me. And if you could talk to him, get a little collab session going, do your manager things. Well, first of all, Don, I'd like to point out no one's no one's better than you. But if you feel so strongly about this Cezetti guy, and he puts his finger to his nose, he's like, I got you. And uh, then he snorts a huge line of cocaine <laughs> off the counter. <laughs> I was going to ask why he put his finger <laughs> and, and heads off. Uh, and so now it's your, like, what do you do? What do you want to do? Uh, I'm going to dash towards that door. Okay, as you do, you run into a group of children. Uh, and they're all <laughs> at like, a bar. Hey, yeah, they're all like, "Thank you, Don, so much. Your music has healed my legs. Thank you. Please, without you, if your music were to suddenly disappear from this world, I don't know what would happen to me and my little child body." Thank you so much, Don. Um, uh, kids, I don't recall releasing some kids' bop album. God, you're you're running out of time, <laughs> Don. No, yeah, uh, I'm glad I could help your legs. Hurry, Don. Uh, but You'll be trapped forever. I have 
to go now. All right, you just, as you move closer and closer to the door, you find more and more invalids who, <laughs> or former invalids who keep thanking you for all the wonderful things your music has done. Uh, Dodd, the only reason why the, the, the many vast wars have even stopped is because your music finally helped mend the bridges between our factions. All right. Kieran Kid's legs, I could believe, but... <laughs> The peace treaties your music has brokered has saved millions of lives without you. That's the the one thing holding this tenuous peace together. Please, Don. You know what? You guys are going to have to learn to rely on yourselves and not some guy's music to solve foreign affair problems. <laughs> so get out of my way. I shove this ambassador out of my way. You see that one guy from earlier? He's just like, please, God, my eat my... <laughs> My sex life is the only thing keeping my life with me. If you leave, my my ED comes back. <laughs> this is, I'll never be able to make love to my wife this again. This is the one guy I do feel the most for. <laughs> Please stay, Don. Though me and my music might disappear, you can always just think of me and my music. <laughs> those memories, it's not the same. Those memories won't leave you, man. Hurry, hurry, Don. Step out of it. You've got to wake up, Don. I pushed this guy out of the way, too. <laughs> this okay. weird guy. All right. I'm at, uh, I push him out of the way. Hand towards the door. Cool. You see, as, as you, you hear a loud clanging behind you, and someone has, like, grabbed your manager and has, is holding a gun to his head, and he's just like, I swear to Christ, give me all the money in the bar, and you, <laughs> stay and play a soulful song with that saxophone you're, you're holding in your hands, or I'm going to kill this motherfucker. Uh, and everyone else in here I slowly back towards the door <laughs> Can I put my hand on the door? Y- you're not quite close enough But you're almost there It's like, Don, hurry And it, the door is about half the size of a, us- a normal door At this point Sorry, Saul Your performance review's in And I gotta let you go <laughs> Okay, as you turn to face the door You hear you hear a boom <laughs> I'm crying while I let him go Alright, Don as you, as you move close to the door Um if, when you peek back behind you, because you hear you hear people crying out for you, and they're voices you recognize. They're the voices of your loved ones, your family, and they are they originally came into here to congratulate you. <laughs> oh God! On your incredible performance tonight. They were in the crowd, but they like they they didn't want to interrupt while you were being interviewed because you're such a hotshot these days. Yeah, right. But <laughs> I mean, everyone you you love or ever wanted to love is there, beckoning you to come back and. Like, Don, please, come back, Don. Your, your music, it's the only thing that's keeping us going, Don. If you guys, family, friends, dead manager, if you want to keep hearing my music, just follow me out this door, because I'm leaving. You bastard, Don, you get back here, you son of a bitch. Dad. <laughs> I, always knew, <laughs> I always knew you'd betray us. I always knew you'd leave us and leave us to the doom and war and chaos that will come when your music leaves this world. Who is this guy? <laughs> it's it just it's everyone. Everyone's freaking oh, out. Everyone's starting unison. to yell and rush at you. Like, stay, Don. Stay with us forever. You you're the only thing. We, you're keeping this world together, Don. Sorry, everyone, but I have to follow my own path. And I reach for the door. Even if that path means the death of all children especially that path (laughs) and i touch the door handle okay cool 
<laughs> and when you do, you are immediately pulled through the the door and just in the nick of time because you, you're like you can barely fit at this point. So yeah, you're pulled through and everything goes white. I feel like I made the wrong choice. <laughs> <laughs> out of it uh what's what's going on hey hey oh my bouncing baby boy my lovely son hey what the what the fuck's on with you wrong with you dad so crack you just woke up and you see standing over the, you slate your father uh and immediately the first thing you think of i'm sure is that he's being a little less cruel than usual um crack my perfect perfect son um, my wonderful Full-blooded orc of a boy, son. Okay, hey. Flawless and beautiful. One of those things is wrong. The other thing is also wrong. What What's wrong with you? Is this wrong? Nothing's wrong, Crag. I've got the best son any father could possibly hope for. What it, could be What could be wrong? Is this another one of your tests? Am I gonna have to fight the other guys again? Like, and as you're sort of struggling with the situation you're in with your father, uh, you are slowly realizing that maybe this isn't wrong. Maybe. As, as memories kind of uh, flood into your mind, uh, playing catch with your father, him pushing you on the swings, him buying you your first person to ride. <laughs> <laughs> All those beautiful moments that a loving father and a dutiful son share together. And you realize that what maybe he was never the cool man you thought he was. Maybe that was all a distant dream. Hmm. Well, I mean, what day is it? What's what's today? Craig, it's we... your birthday. <laughs> it's what it's Christmas. What what day do you want it to be, Craig? That's the day it is. I mean, uh I birthday sounds great. Let's do birthday. Happy birthday, Craig. My beautiful boy. Um yeah, let's uh let's go do those that present thing. I like that. Yes, first presents. Yes, of course. What better way to celebrate your birthday than with presents? Um and do uh, would you do you want to roll a perception check to see where you are? All right. Oh, sixteen total. Oh, and that twenty. Oh my. Okay. Cool. Um. So you can take in your full surroundings with that natural twenty. I, you see that you are in your room, actually, uh, reclining on one of your many beds, because a wealthy nobleman such as yourself doesn't isn't satisfied with just one bed in their room. Uh, you have, I, I can only imagine, water slides in here and piles of gold. I got my afternoon bed, my evening bed. <laughs> yes, exactly. And your servants, they come in and switch them out whenever you so choose. New bed, please. <laughs> yes. Okay. I'll, as soon as you clap to summon your servants, they arrive immediately. Um, and they come and replace all of your beds with fresh not just linens, but beds. Um, <laughs> throw those in the chipper. <laughs> they throw them in the bed chipper, which you, you look out your window and you see in the vast foyer uh, on the, in the corner is a bed chipper, uh, among other various furniture chippers out there that you do, that you have for whenever you get 
tired of those whenever those need to be replaced. And as you're looking out the window, you see that your land is very big. Some would say even far-reaching. I mean, far as the eye can see, a vast estate. This is the domain of the far reaches. All right, everything's great. This is wonderful. <laughs> oh man, I am having the time of my life. I'm so happy to hear that, son. Um, what better, what better feeling to have on your birthday? Yes. Now, come on, your sisters, your all of your younger sisters and siblings are waiting for you. Um, S- sis- sisters? Yeah, and, and your brother Cliff. <laughs> yeah, I have the one. <laughs> but your two living sisters are waiting for you, fully alive. Wait, uh, Mesa? Mesa's <laughs> here? Yeah, th- that that would be one of them, of course. Why not? Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh. Can I see her? Um, so I'm sure you're probably a little confused by this because the last you recall, she's dead, but maybe she wasn't? That's probably just a dream. Oh, man. I've had some nightmares lately. <laughs> yeah. Craig, you are, I can only imagine, full of joy in this moment. Your loving father, your fully living family who all care for and respect you. No pesky elves or goliaths around to mock you remorselessly. <laughs> Um, but at the same time, you've, you've got this sort of sensation in the back of your head that it doesn't quite feel right. Hmm. Like it's, it's happiness, but it feels insincere. It doesn't feel fulfilling or satisfying to you, but never mind that you've got gifts to open. <laughs> you've got a family waiting. Yeah. I, I've run downstairs <laughs> to see Mesa as soon as possible. All right. Um, so yeah, you, you run down the stairs and you see... Uh, would you, would you care to describe Mesa? So Mesa is kind of thin for an orc, um, like not very muscular. Um, she has a tome that she basically carries everywhere, but it's like big enough that it's a backpack that she wears and she just basically looks very pale and thin for an orc. Um, okay. Um, yeah, it takes you some time to go find your sister Mesa because your estate is so vast and luxurious. And maybe you even get a little distracted along the way by the various portraits and paintings of yourself. They are they are all flappy doobarts. <laughs> so about the most... <laughs> the very, very expensive paintings of the highest quality and caliber. Um, but never mind that, you've got a sister to see. And so yeah, you charge down the stairs and you see your sister. Uh, holding her her tome. It's my birthday. Give me a hug. <laughs> hey, oh, hey, Craig. Hey, that's my sister's voice right there. I, I love you so much, Craig. My big, my big beautiful brother. I mean, I am big and beautiful. Give me a hug. Good. She hugs you. Roll to see the the quality of this hug. Uh, let's go d twenty. I got a three. <laughs> that is a natural twenty hug right there, my man. A natural. T- oh, God! Uh, it's you've never experienced a more warm and comforting hug in your life ah this is a lovely hug yeah this is like you don't even want to let go this hug is so magnificent but it also would get a little weird like no hug should exceed at least 10 seconds so so eventually when according to the proper hug etiquette especially among orcs Mm -hmm. you choose to let go despite the quality of that hug Mm. and you see around you as the rest of your family there's your other sister baranka hey craig and cliff how are you today but Brother Craig? Yes. Uh, I'm doing quite well. Quite well. This is Glad a- to hear it. I was up all night in worry over the, the your 
level of satisfaction and joy and happiness in life. I'm glad to hear that you are doing quite well. I lose much sleep, many a slumber over worrying about my dear, dear brother Craig. Happy birthday, the best of the far reaches. I mean, that is very true. This is also true. I'm loving every moment of this. Uh, and he hands you a gift. Uh, whatever size gift you would want. How big is it? Uh, I imagine it's just like... Uh, I imagine it's the size of a giant. Because there's a giant inside of it. A new riding giant. <laughs> a new riding giant. Uh, so he hands you a very tiny parcel, actually. Okay, I open it. And... It's a magical box, and inside there is a pops out a big old giant, oh. a new riding giant. Uh, fooled you good with that one, didn't I, Greg? That's pretty great. I love it. Uh, Timothy was stolen from his family, just the way you like your riding giants, Craig. Ah. We found the most, the, the happiest, most loved giant out there. We broke all of his familial ties for you to have this riding giant, Craig. I mean, that seems kind of cruel. Or not. If that's not what you want. I mean... He was a nobody. He was a loner. <laughs> I mean, sure. Uh, I'll go with the... the. He was raised in captivity his whole life specifically to be the perfect mount for you, Craig. I mean, also seems cruel, but I'm okay with it. He requested it. <laughs> specifically. Okay. <laughs> Timothy, uh, well, you're going to be a great one. I feed him an apple. <laughs> he he devours the apple he hasn't eaten in days. Thank you so much, Craig. <laughs> they told me you would be a wonderful master. All right. But I, I've never known such kindness in my life. I know I made the right decision when I voluntarily decided to be your mount. All right. Go get some sugar cubes in the sugar cube bin <laughs> and get out of here. Okay. Um, and it's easy for him to walk through your house because it's so big and ginormous. And as you watch him leave... You also spy uh, beyond, uh, like, he, he, he goes off to the sugar cube room. Uh, <laughs> and immediately to the left of that is one of your many libraries. And this is your favorite library where you like to just spend hours of your free time when you're not cavorting, controlling with your loving family and giants. Uh, reading and escaping into all of the books you love so much. And you feel uh, that weird sensation in the back of your head almost directing you towards the library. Well, I mean, aren't we going to play Parcheesi first? <laughs> Parcheesi, Craig, of course. Yeah. We have so many other gifts to open, but that's no big deal. We can do that on all of your other birthdays because you know what? Every day is your birthday, but you don't <laughs> age. Not in this, not in this household. You don't. So we can always put those aside for later. Just hop into the Parcheesi. How? What do you say, Craig? Yeah. Uh, my my son. Yeah. Let's let's do it. Let's do the Parcheesi. Cause I am the best at Parcheesi. And okay, cool. Uh, you guys go to the game room, uh, which is directly across the hall from the library, and you set up to play some Parcheesi. All right. Roll to see how well you do at this game of Parcheesi. Uh. Another three. <laughs> uh, that's a natural 20. You are so fucking good at Parcheesi. Who knew? It makes sense. Do you train? Do you practice? Do your family is in awe of your Parcheesi abilities. They prostrate themselves to you. Oh, man. <laughs> All hail, Crag, King of Parcheesi. My son, I've never been more proud of you in my life. This is this is pretty great. Uh, <laughs> I, I love Parcheesi, and I love my family. And even though this is all you've ever hoped for, King of Parcheesi, 
you can't help but feel that sensation. And now that you're close to the library, you almost feel like you hear uh, a muffled sound in the back of your head hmm. calling you. All right. I start heading to the library. So you start walking towards the library. Yes. And your father immediately gets up and heads for the door and says, like, hold on, hold on. We're, we're having so much fun here. Where do you think you're going? Don't you want to maybe win another couple rounds of Parcheesi, Parcheesi King? I mean, I was just going to read a little bit. Oh, you know what? You've already, all those books, you've already read them. You've, you've enjoyed them so much. Like, what, 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 why read when you could spend time with your family who you love on your birthday? Come on. I mean, I, I do love you guys. I've always loved you guys, but. Yeah, Craig, that sounds a little antisocial. I don't know. Uh, Mesa, it's, it's gonna be okay. I just kind of want to. Don't you want to spend time with me? You're still living very loving sister? I mean, of course, you're, you've always been my favorite, but. (laughs) <laughs> well, Frank and Cliff just look kind of like dead-eyed as you say that. Yeah. They don't comment on it or anything. Uh, like, yeah, yeah, you've always been my favorite. But, you know, we bonded through reading together. Like, that's what we used to do. Of, of course, Craig. But we have so many other libraries. Why read in that one? We could go to the, ups, uh, the, uh, the 30th floor library. I mean, something... I just feel like I need to go to that library and, like... I'm sure there's something in there I haven't read. And uh, so as you're getting closer to the library, you hear that muffled voice grow louder. um, And you start to be able to make out what it's saying. And it says, hurry, Craig, you're running out. Wake up, Craig. Snap out of it. The world needs you. Squawk. (laughs) Hey, uh, Mesa, what, what books do we have on avian stuff like birds? Don't we have some bird books? Of course we do, Craig. We have whatever any book that you could possibly hope for and imagine. Books that don't even exist we have, Craig. I mean, that's kind of a weird sentiment, but... <laughs> <laughs> On staff, we have writers who you tell them what book you want to read and they write it immediately. That's pretty cool. Uh, our, our immense wealth allows for such things. That also seems like it would be not feasible unless... I don't, yeah, that doesn't seem like that works. There's a We have a whole team of writers. They write faster than you can read. I mean, that's pretty sweet. <laughs> uh, so come on, come on, come back from the door. We'll go, we'll go to the writers. We'll have them write them up a new book for you, a better one. You don't need that one in there. But I mean, why, why are you trying to prevent me from going to, you know, that library? That was always our favorite library. I'm just guiding you towards an even happier path. We've built a new, better library that you and I can love together. I, no, uh, no, I, I, I need to go, go there. So I, I continue down the path. Okay. Um, so you enter into the library. Okay. You get like a weird sensation being in here, like something terrible happened and you can't quite you don't know what it is, because everything in your life, as far as you know, has always been exactly what you've wanted. Yeah. Man. But you, but that, that sensation in the back of your head tugs even harder. And you are drawn to a book. A book that you and your sister, the first book that you and your sister really bonded over. What's the book? I, I think the book is going to have something to do with demonology and something like otherworldly creatures. But I'm trying to come up with a name for that. It's your favorite children's book from when you were kids. The yeah, 
uh, mystical demons and where to summon them. <laughs> yeah, my favorite book from when we were kids, Mystical Demons and Where to Summon Them. Craig, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have at least a million copies of that uh, spread across all of our other libraries. You don't need, don't go in there, Craig. Craig, don't read that book. I, no, I, it's important to me some, like, it's, this copy. Aren't, aren't I important to you, Craig? Don't leave me, Craig. I mean, I'd never leave you. I'd never... Craig, are you trying to leave your family, Craig? I, I'd never leave you guys. You don't love us, Craig? I, I have... Me, all... your father, I love you more than anything. I can't think or eat or breathe without you, Craig. I would die. That, that doesn't seem right. That doesn't seem healthy. I mean, what's right and healthy is Parcheesi. Let's go do that. That sounds good, right? Uh, no, I'm I'm gonna read this book. Like, it's my favorite book. Like, it's important to me. Craig, I know it's your birthday, but you're acting like a real asshole, Craig. I mean, I I've always been kind of an asshole. And so I imagine while this is going on, you're working closer and closer to your book. Yeah. Yeah, I I continue to walk that way. Uh, your whole family is now uh like in the library and they're yelling at you for being selfish and cowardly and leaving them like what kind of bastard what kind of monster leaves in the middle of a parcheesi game to go read a book in the other room i mean sometimes i like my alone time i've always i've always liked my alone time how important is that book to you craig more important than your family I... well you don't love us you don't love us craig i i love you guys i really do like but something I need to find. I need it. I need this. Please understand. And so I imagine at this point you're probably picking up the book to read it. And you've noticed uh, as you've gotten closer to the book that you've heard that voice even louder. Say, Craig, uh, Squawk, Craig, we, you must escape, Craig. We need you. Hurry up, you're running out of time. And you've also noticed that uh, the book has sort of been shrinking in size hmm like is it so it's like getting to the uh, more handheld size or it, it just keeps it started out as the, the normal size for the book but it keeps shrinking like eventually it could potentially disappear okay um i i start kind of running towards the book as you do that um you hear screams and the crackling of a ferocious fire and once you grab the book and you turn around and you look up, you see that there is an, an immense and imposing fire demon that has burst into your family home and is ripping apart the walls, pulling down the, the roof of the house and is just wreaking havoc. And this just happened all of a sudden. And your family, your father is out there, uh, Slate, known for his uh, abilities in battle, and he is He's, like, battling this demon, and he's calling for you. Craig, we need your help, Craig. We cannot defeat it alone. You, you must come save your family. And your, the rest of your family is doing their best to fight. Your sister, Mesa, she's casting spells red from her tomb. Your brother, Cliff, uh, has just returned from the armory with a whole, like, like he's just covered head to toe in muskets and blunderbusses, and he is firing them shot after shot at this demon. Your sister Barenka, uh, the strong-willed paladin, is doing paladin shit, you know. <laughs> divine life, <laughs> di whatever. Divine paladin shit. And they're battling off this demon, and, like, the demon, one by one, is, like, knocking them aside, and they're, they're like, getting seriously and grievously injured. 
And they are all calling for you to help them. Like, Craig, you're the only one who can stop it. You've got to save us, Craig. Uh, uh, I, I mean... Put the book down, Craig. You've got to save us. And you hear that voice again, like... Hurry, Craig! We, the, without you, we will lose, Craig! Snap out of it, you stupid, dumb half-orc! I mean, man. You big, dumb, dumb idiot, Craig! But it's my family. It's all I ever wanted. You see Mesa sprawled on the floor of the library, and the fire demon has put its hand down on her. And is effectively burning her alive. No. And she is hollering out for you. I need to... And this tugs especially ferociously in the back of your head. Something that has... This is the... Like, you you start to well up with tears. This is... Mesa. What do you do, Craig? At this point, the book is probably even just a couple inches large. As it shrinks more rapidly. In your hands. I can't do anything for her here. I need to go. I open the book. And everything goes white. Wake up, son. What? what? It's, um, it's time um, to get up. What? Uh, oh my, what? Who, who, what is going, what? Did, son, my, my beautiful Dad? son. What? Who? Yes, what, of course. Where am I? What, what's, Gerald, are you playing a trick on me? Who's Gerald? And even as you asked this, you started to realize, like, who is Gerald? <laughs> started to think to yourself, I don't, mm. have I ever known a Gerald? Gerald. I mean, unless there's a, unless there's a Gerald in your clan. I don't know. But, why would I say Gerald? What is? Yeah. Hmm. Maybe that was a maybe that maybe you had a Gerald in your dream. Yeah, hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe one of your imaginary friends as a kid was named I Gerald. I feel like I was adventuring with some people, and there was a man. No, no, hmm. Mm-hmm. No, it's all gone now. You're well. You're speaking nonsense. Yes. Son. Come on. I do like to do that. The rest that, of the Dad. clan is waiting for you. <laughs> I know you do, you <laughs> silly scamp. <laughs> But who am I to who am I to boss the chief of our village? Around? Chief, when, when did that happen? Hold on a second, <laughs> son. Have you taken leave of your senses? I know you were never the brightest pearl in the clan, but even you must recall your heroic rise to chiefhood. Um, what? Oh, n- n- no, no. Yes, you're the chief. Come on, <laughs> come on. <laughs> How can you not recall your your uh, all the things you've done for our clan? Um, and as he says that you do recall, mm. you recall the, your confrontation with, uh, Quinn Stonekiller, the, the defeat of the rest of the Stonekillers and, uh, many other defeats, battles and victories that earned you uh, accol- accolades, <laughs> <laughs> it earned you voting power in your village to become the, the chief. Top, top, top vote. Number one vote. Yes. Or, I don't know, what what do you do to become chief in your village? I mean, yeah, I think it is mostly just like a, a test of combat strength, you know? Yes. So, um, so 
you know, Bogal probably never imagined getting there before his father or, or instead of his father, you know, like while his father was alive. Yeah, well, your your father acknowledged your combat prowess. Very powerful man. And stepped down and passed on to you the mantle of chief. Mm. That's 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 an impressive, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, yeah, uh, you might as well take a, you want to roll a perception check to take a look around? I think that's an 11. <laughs> a natural 20? Okay. <laughs> What what do you see? What's your ideal? Like what what did your family like yurt? I don't know. It probably was a yurt, wouldn't it be? Like I yeah. mean, or but is it like a, a really badass yurt? Because this is like it. like a yurt you can break down and put on the boat. You know, like you land, you 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 build your house for a little bit. You maybe live there mm-hmm. for a month or two, and then you tear it down and you look at all like stores onto the sides of the boats. So yeah, it is probably cool. like a simple yurt slash tent situation but yours is lined with all sorts of sea furs yeah Be yeah cool animal, furs, but sea animal furs, furs. animal <laughs> yes water <laughs> so water fur yeah water water animal furs so like whale skins and shark skins and pretty much just a bunch of dead animal skins <laughs> which is yeah perfect yeah it's exactly what Bogal exactly. would want i'm just sure the, yeah. the visage of dead animals around him at all times uh-huh Yes, and as you look around the room, you see everything that you've ever or could ever want, basically. Piles of butt gold <laughs> uh, on, on piled up high, yes. and there's not a single half-orc to be seen, which is, you don't know why, but that feels good. <laughs> mm. <laughs> but still, as you take in your surroundings and you feel um, you feel the joy of your uh, all your accomplishments and your memories and all of your material possessions and you're still living and breathing father yes, immaterial possessions <laughs> yes <laughs> you can't help but feel like oddly sad like there's something in the back of your head mm-hmm. that's kind of tugging at you like something feels off so yeah when you have this sensation you feel compelled for whatever reason to go to the water but your father is uh, uh, still in front of you while you're checking out your your surroundings a man more like, aware of the actual needs of a chief you know Bogal wants to go mm-hmm. for a swim, but his his father goes, hold on, Bogal. <laughs> Son, there'll be plenty of time for a swim later. For now, we should go address the rest of the tribe, talk about what our next mission will be. Uh, get, yes, get, uh, prepare our fleet of toy boats. Toy, the, uh, the toy boats. <laughs> yes, been, the toy boats you requested. I've been very excited about the toy boats. <laughs> Yes, we never used toy boats before if you were chief, but now we do all the time. You know, people told me one-man boats the size of half a man weren't going to (laughs) work, but these toy boats, I see them going far. Yes, yes. It hasn't worked out so well for us, but I'm just kidding. It's worked out perfectly. Roll to see how well it's worked out. Um, This is my my toy boat check. (laughs) That's a a seven- Another natural 20. <laughs> the toy boats was a brilliant strategy. Uh, it's part of the reason why you are the chief. <laughs> <laughs> Never has a more successful boat design been created. Son, my heart swells like the ocean at high tide with pride for you. <laughs> you have brought honor to the Valentine name. And at that you hear your mother uh, walk in from the outside of the yurt. And she, she steps into the yurt at that and she's like, don't coddle the boy, Galran. M- mother? Yes, Bogar. Who else? <laughs> um, um, you know, that's a good point. 
I, you never were the, the most observant eel in the pod. What can I say? I like to be surprised. <laughs> and the best way to be surprised is to not expect anything. That's one way to go about it. Um, <laughs> so how is your relationship with your mother? Like positive, you know. Po- positive. Yeah, it's yeah good. good. Okay, cool. Uh, why can't you be more like your brother Joe? <laughs> uh, he's, he's always cleaning up and taking care of things. No, I'm just kidding. Why can't your brother be more like you? Mm, Am I yes. right, Chieftain? Yes. Yes. Uh, so let's get to it. Let's get out there. I'm sure we have plenty of adventures that you want to go on. Big monsters yes. to fight. Yes, my son loves adventure and fighting monsters. Let's get out. Let's get to it. I think I hear a monster now. <laughs> and then you hear us. <laughs> <laughs> Them treating the chieftain like a small boy. <laughs> Is that a monster I hear outside? Let's go, Bogol. <laughs> Spot the monster. <laughs> What's the difference between this scene and, well, what you remember the scene? There's a monster. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, you hear the a wailing squ- squee- uh, squeal of a monster. Of a, of a large eee! ocean beast. Sweet, yeah, we, we go outside, I guess, and go check out. Okay. Yeah, we rush outside. You rush outside, cool. And on, and you're on an island that's unfamiliar to you because you guys are nomadic people. And you go from place to place, but this is still within the... You can tell that it's still within the... Yeah, the, the territory. Actually, it's not... It's outside of the territory because okay. you've expanded the territory. Yeah, okay. So the territory of the, the what's your tribe called? Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's something I should have. Ah, uh, you know what? What what did your tribe used to be called? Because right now it's called the Sea Striders. Oh, uh, that's true. In honor of their great chief. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. It probably is, Um. well, I guess I would, I would imagine the, the yeah the tribe is the the sea striders um kind of kind of changing with whoever's in control of the tribe so yeah that does make sense mm-hmm. so before it was whatever galran's yeah. name was yeah cool uh, the bubbles <laughs> the bubble punchers <laughs> the bubble punchers uh it's not it's not important but now it's currently the sea striders mm-hmm. so you see the rest of your sea striders um and it's a would you want it to be a big tribe or a nice, close, intimate tribe? I think we're, you know, kind of medium, you know. Medium-sized tribe. Okay. Whatever the perfect number for your tribe is, it is. Not like hundreds of hundreds of people, but maybe a couple dozen. Okay, a couple dozen people. Well, you see a couple dozen people. <laughs> the perfect number for your <laughs> yeah, tribe. Yeah, ideal number of people. Yes. Out there fighting um, on the shores, on, on like the, the beach. Um What's a monster Bogos always wanted to fight oh, and fucking kill and cut in half? Oh, shit. shit. What's a, I mean, what's a big sea monster that we recently encountered? A Hydra, but not a seahorse Hydra. <laughs> like a legit Hydra. <laughs> so a Hydra has crawled up onto the yeah. shores and is, is making uh, a, that, that screeching sound. <laughs> Oddly does sound kind of like a seahorse. <laughs> Who would have thought? Uh, we don't know what a hydra is. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, cool. And so you see the rest of your, your sea striders, and they're they're doing a pretty good job. None of them are getting hurt, unless you want them to. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, and they are, yeah, they're they're battling off this this hydra. Like Galran puts his hand on his shoulder, and is like, "Go on, get in there, Bogal. Come on." And I, I was just asleep for this. What is going on? Bogal immediately he he charges. And he, before you you do, he hands you. 
what weapon? Uh, probably a great sword. A, a big, big old great big, sword. Yeah. Yes. Exactly the size, weight, and <laughs> girth you would want for your great sword. I imagine it, you know, kind of like ice is described in A Song of Ice and Fire, but actually useful and in the hands of a big man who can wield it. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. No, that's good. <laughs> I imagine ice in the hands of a like eight foot tall. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it makes a lot more sense in combat. Uh, so you charge out there, you to fight these this Hydra, and uh, the rest of the Sea Striders back off. Like, oh, the chieftain, the chieftain's gonna fight. Oh, fuck this yeah. is the Sea Strider in action. Come charging in, and you do it, and you roll to to hit. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> the the Hydra first lashes out with all thirty seven of its heads. Uh, so you're rolling to avoid all these heads. Yeah. What did you roll? I rolled a four. A 20. Holy <laughs> shit. So you are like a gymnast putting on a performance. You are dodging uh, in and out through all the, the these countless heads striking out at you. Um, and as soon as the, the heads, uh, like the, the, the hydra starting to get tired throwing so many strikes at you that you are just consistently dodging. <laughs> and as soon as it takes a, a moment to breathe, you have an opportunity to strike and roll the hit. So far, I've been rolling great. I think it's probably like an 18. Holy shit, another 20. <laughs> With your attack, what is that? It was plus 8. Plus 8, holy shit, that's a 20 freaking 8 to hit this Hydra. <laughs> so that's that's going to be a crit for sure. Uh, um, yeah, and you, you do you go for the heads? Or yes, what? Bogal cuts off heads. You could be at it a while. <laughs> okay, it now has 74 heads. <laughs> oh my goodness. As you cleaved all of its heads it just, off, and it re- instantly regrew double. Yeah, I cut them all in half. Bogol's <laughs> not very good at this. <laughs> and Golrod's like, uh, Bogol, uh, <laughs> keep going for the heads, Bogol. I'm sure it'll, it, it'll work eventually, eventually. Don't worry. Uh, do you keep going for the heads? Um, probably. <laughs> okay. It eventually grows too many heads to support its own mass. <laughs> I don't even know. It crushes under the weight of all of its heads. Because one thing you got to say, Bogal, if he's not the smartest guy in the world, he's the most persistent. He's very determined, <laughs> and he will yes. keep going. Um, and do you say anything to the Hydra when you um, defeat it? Uh, hold on a second. Uh, I, I think as he, as, he, uh, as he kicks it out to sea, he says... It's time to seal the deal. And he, like, looks out for some seals, <laughs> but there aren't any. <laughs> there are, though. Oh, goodness. There yes, are seals. As soon as you say it, seals pop out oh, of the water. Goodness. There weren't seals when he said it. <laughs> <laughs> no, there are. And they do what? What do you want to happen? Uh, I don't know. They seals? just go up and start playing with the body, I guess. <laughs> oh, they, they devour the hydra. Yeah. Are seals carnivorous? I don't know. Uh, I think so. Probably. Most sea creatures are, I guess. That's what they're, that's what they're called, like sea lions, right? Oh, right. Are seals and sea lions the same? Are they different? Oh, that is a great question. Bogal should know <laughs> Bogal this. probably would, or Bogal wouldn't, but, yep, I think seals and sea lions are different. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Look, one's a musician and the yeah. other's a sea creature. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm a real big fan of sea lion. And after you defeat the Hydra, as you are close to the ocean, you feel that that sensation again like you are being mm. drawn to the ocean and you even hear kind of like a muffled voice in the back of your head like that you can tell is related it's associated with this sensation and you feel it beckoning you to the to the waters um but as would you would you approach 
Uh, definitely. Water? I think Bogal Okay. Well, as you do, the sea lions start to like motion, like, get the fuck out of here. Don't do that. <laughs> and your, fa- your father rushes up. He's like, oh, hold on. There's, uh, there's plenty, of, plenty of time to go for a oh, dip oh, later. Oh, 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 oh. I'm Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a very manly voice, Steve. I'll do my best. <laughs> I just like it. <laughs> oh, hey, oh, oh. Uh, if we're going to get in any water, we should avoid this water here specifically. We should go get, you know what? We got, the boats are all tied up over there. You want to go on a wild adventure? We can. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, but you still, you can't help but feel pulled to the water. Um, but then your brother shows up because I had to introduce someone else with another voice. Uh, it gets like, complicated. <laughs> hey, but <we> all. <laughs> Uh, classic Joe, the nerd. <laughs> hey, Bogal, so I was reading all these books about <laughs> adventuring, and I thought we should go on one. Yep, you want to you wanna join me, Joe? I, I don't see why not. Mm. I know I'm usually the bookish nerd of the group. Uh, as I'm a sea law expert. Um, He's a sea lawyer. I don't know. <laughs> John Gaw, the sea lawyer. I protect the the tribe from all uh, potential sea suits <laughs> that anyone can levy against us. Um, uh, but this, you know, I'm feeling like some brotherly bonding would be pretty important and fun. And your your sister Mel Mel shows up. Uh, people just her friends can just call her Mel, <laughs> uh, and she's like. Yeah, let's go, let's go on a, a nice family adventure together. And all of your favorite and most important people in your life are, show up and they're like, yes, step away from that water, oh, Bogal. Yes, yes, Bogal, let's go. Mm, all yes. right, that's yes. No need to take a dip in that water. We got to get out of here. Can't turn down an adventure with my favorite people. Uh-huh. And you hear, uh, Bogal, wake up. <laughs> mm. Mm. Bogal, hurry! You're running out of time. I'm starting to feel sleepy. I don't know why. <laughs> Something's trying to bore me from the space and time. Oh. <laughs> Come on, Bogal, wake up! Bogal just kind of—he just—I think he just shakes his head and kind of like slaps his face to try and wake himself up, but like instead of waking <laughs> up, he's putting himself further into the dream. You know, and your father's like. Good, you seem ready for adventure, lads. Yes, yes, let's go, let's go. Yes, we have to the sea. We have boats to boat. To the ocean, just not that part of the ocean. Some other part. Yes, let's go. A, well, we'll we'll see that part later. Don't. I'll, yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Cool. So you are on uh, your boat, and what kind of boat? Is it a big boat, small boat? What are we talking about here? Your yeah, perfect boat. Yeah, probably probably a fairly small boat. You know, small boat. Okay. Cool. Eight eight to ten man boat. And this adventure, it's a, it's a classic Bogal adventure, mm-hmm. which involves what? Well, th- it, probably similar to you know all that stuff we just did with Richard, but without the the maybe maybe the occasional other boat that we attack. You know, oh, okay. I don't think we're full on pirates. Um, mostly, cool. it's it, we could say it's a rival yeah, clan. Yeah, mostly mostly sea fair like mostly hunting, but yeah, probably like. A rival, right. a, a rival clan, or someone, someone sneaks up on us with with some black flags, and we're like, "All right, we're gonna fucking kill these guys." Yeah, a rival clan has shown up in your territory, and it is your duty as chief mm-hmm. and the most powerful warrior in the clan to 
protect your territory, to defend it. Yeah. So you are off on. Is it just the one boat going off? Or you, 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 and just your your family handling this? Yeah, yeah. I think it would just be the the core people. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Like a small adventure. Um. Yeah. So you you've tracked down this boat and you engage it in battle. Excellent. And what sort of are like? Do you have like cannons yeah. or oh, under, yeah. under ship? Okay. Cannons, cool. ballistas, but, harpoons. Yeah. Um, cool. And so are you at the wheel here? Um, that's tough. I don't, you know, I don't think so. I, th- I think Bogal would like captain, but he would let someone else wheel for most of the time, particularly in combat. It, it's like he would, he would much prefer to be there aiming and making hits. Okay, cool. Doing DPS. That's what Bogal does. Still giving orders, but mm-hmm. you notice that not all of your orders are fulfilled. <laughs> every every request uh, happens. Because some of them are a little silly. <laughs> uh, it's like, but we'll, go, we'll never we'll never catch that ship if we uh if we stop to hug every bird <laughs> we find. So uh, stop waving. We gotta <laughs> I like to think that he he like he turns the boat away from the target boat to like he thinks he's gonna slingshot around an island, but it's like that's not how, that's not, that, that's not gravity. Bogal, you have a big misunderstanding here. <laughs> Your father's like, how about we just stay on a direct course? Uh, good idea, Bogal. Direct course, good, yes. yes, yes, direct course, yes, good. And uh, you notice while you're while you're on the boat that everyone, like almost every living creature they see. They like everyone on the boat waves at it. Oh yeah, Bogal's <laughs> waving at everything. <laughs> yeah. it's just polite. Mm. Um, but while while you're tracking down this enemy vessel, you get that sensation pretty much the whole time. And if you look over the edge of the boat, you can kind of like see a brighter patch of water that almost seems to be trailing the boat. And you notice on your journey that it's getting smaller mm. and you still hear that voice is bogal we need you come on bogal i think i think hearing hearing the phrase we need you and seeing it kind of like get smaller it might be enough so i think bogal bogal looks at his father and he's like dad someone needs me uh he's like bogal but we, but we need you bogal and at that very moment you collide with the other ship and the enemy vessel, they start all oh. the raiders on the enemy vessel start to come over okay. and attack and you, you recognize them and you thought you'd defeated him, but it is, it is Quinn stone killer okay. and the rest of his, uh, group of stone killers out killing stone. How do you get the name stone? Killer? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a question of the ages. <laughs> I fucking hate stones. I hate stones. <laughs> I hate them so Murder much. Murder them all. And he's like, oh, well, if it isn't the sea striders, mm. I've come for you, your chieftain's head and all the other heads of everyone else here. But he's... he's and the butts, the, too. <laughs> those are my butts and my butt gold. I've come to take the lives of all valentines out of this Are you world. some sort of zombie? <laughs> Well, he, you mortally wounded him, but he survived. That you are now realizing. <laughs> mm, yes. But you you hear like, Bogal, time is running out. We need you. Only you. 
Craig, is it enough? <laughs> Craig wouldn't be enough. You you, you utter, mutter to yourself and you realize that doesn't make sense to you. you yeah. You don't know and have never known a Craig. Um, Sounds like a terrible person. <laughs> a very rude guy. Dawn and Zazzle need you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I do think I do think Bogal would he would throw the sword at Quinn uh-huh. as as hard as he could to try and get him right in the chest before before going overboard. Okay, you can do that. You roll to do that. Well, that's an eight. He bats it away. <laughs> uh, it is not a natural twenty. Oh shit. Um, and he engages in combat with your father, oh, and he clearly has the upper hand. Oh, fuck. Um, and your father's like, Bogol, we need you. Help. Please save us. Your family, we're dying. Shit. Does, does Bogol have any other weapons on him? The tides are turning against us, Bogol. And time, Bogol. It's uh, <laughs> running out. Come, the world, save us, Bogol. Bogal might end up trapped in this thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's gonna be it, like I said. It would be kind of tough. The tides have turned against us, son. We can't win without you. You're the only one. And if you peer over the edge of the ship to that that uh, bit of water, you're getting increasingly smaller and smaller. Mm, this is tough. As you get into closer to the portal, you feel that like those those weird dreamlike memories you had in the beginning, like. As much as you want to help your father, you know he's dead. This is something you've already, like, you've reconciled. He is gone. Yeah. Um, and your family kind of with him. Yeah, I, I, I think because, yeah, when he when I threw the sword, Bogal was ready to go over. So I think at that moment, he was probably as close to the portal as he could have been mm-hmm. um, without being literally in it. Yeah, and that's when you hear the voice beckoning mm-hmm. you the loudest, yeah. and you start to get like your true memories back yeah. of it. So I think that that is the most reasonable thing is that he sees his dad losing and knows that it already happened. And your dad, like as you get closer to the portal, he's getting aggressive with you, mm-hmm. and the rest of your family too. They are calling you out for a coward. Yeah, they are they are cursing you, your name. Mm-hmm. Like they're getting like this isn't your, you. You barely even recognize them as your family. Yeah. They are. I think I think Bogal would jump in. Yeah. Okay. At that point. Um, and the last thing you see is your father getting stabbed clean through by Stint, uh, Quinstone Killer. No. As, as he calls you Yella. <laughs> uh, and you jump in. And when you land in the water, uh, it is just big enough for you to fit. But as you are an expert diver, mm-hmm. you manage to, to make the fit. And everything goes white. But it's all white. Like, none of the trees or anything have any color. You're in a completely 
white forest and you can't see beyond like maybe 50 feet it just sort of blurs off into like stark whiteness now i'll be able to find my boat tree (laughs) (laughs) priority number one get to the boat tree um and as you look around the three of you are kind of dazed on the floor and you see in front of you gerald hello boys gerald gerald all right it's another mm. illusion. Let's hit him. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! Hold your horses there, Craig. Bogal looks at Don because I, I don't know. Have we have we seen Don yet? Don is there. You don't see Sazzle though. All right, Don's Don's here. It's definitely an illusion. Let's start beating up this. <laughs> <big girl. laughs> wait, wait, hold on there, Craig. Now we've got to be quick because this is taking a lot of power to keep us in this here limbo p- place. Ooh, mystical limbo zone. I'm not very good at limbo. <laughs> Too tall. <laughs> um, so as you might have guessed, we really put our chips in the wrong basket. I know that's not the right saying, but... Uh... Chips in the salsa. <laughs> <laughs> we really, really dipped our chips off. in the wrong salsa with the... Uh... Selected you three and uh, Zazzle as the uh, the heroes. Are you guys going to double dip it then? Uh, I wish that we could. really wish we could get back in there and dip some more. But, but you guys, we've already gone done dipped. You know, so, as, as... You know, far be it from me to be judgmental, boys. But three three out of four artifacts, that's, that's not great. As the manager of this little institution, it really all follows uphill. Uh... It's all your fault, really. I mean, you you just said you're the manager. <laughs> you know what? Sounds to me like Craig's on top, and he should take all the blame. But I think we all share a portion of the blame here. I mean, it's partially my fault for choosing such incompetent heroes. I whispered the Bogol, like, yeah, we are not going down for this. I mean, <laughs> we gotta find a way. <laughs> yeah, Bogol I mean, nods, yes. We can... <laughs> but you know what? As we are out of any other options, we, we druids, we're just going to stick to our guns. You boys, you're the heroes. Alright, All right. so can right I summon I more demons then? <laughs> that seemed to work out wonderfully. <laughs> Listen, Craig, you filthy half-orc, I don't have a lot of time for your demonic tomfoolery. I got a, I got a lot of spells I got to get back to <laughs> casting. So I'm going to try oh, to keep this short. So your boys struck out three times, and that's not great. But the fourth one, the one that you failed to destroy, <laughs> it just couldn't contain the power all by itself. So after you destroyed your third artifact, which impressive streak, boys, by the way, no one's been able to do that before. Everything collapsed and was rendered corrupt. To, to be <laughs> fair, it wasn't us. It was a demon. Who knows how Who that... Who summoned the demon, Greg? I mean... <laughs> <laughs> now listen we can sit here and pass blame all we want but the fact of the matter is that fourth artifact got destroyed the moment the third one did too so the whole world a little bit has maybe sort of been plunged into total fucking chaos just a bit of total chaos uh it just yes just a little bit and it, it and it's on you boys to fix it i mean i how so yeah uh the entire world has been covered in the field of corruption and that is what propelled you into the illusions you all experienced. 
and with the help of the druids and your special heroic minds, you manage to escape. Finely tuned hero senses. <laughs> Zazzle's dead, I guess. Yeah, why isn't Zazzle here? Did we stop Zazzle and Don? Uh, Zazzle. A... That oh, that boy, I love that Zazzle. Fav- best best favorite hero of mine. <laughs> mine that's too. For sure. <laughs> if you ask my opinion, uh, nope, he managed to snap out of his illusion right quick with no help whatsoever. I'm not even sure he was in one. He's been off on the battlefield fighting for a while now, holding back all the chaos and evil. By himself? Oh, yeah. Super strong, powerful, that Zazzle. Got Who's in the Chronicler? Um, let's forget about the Chronicler for now. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just bleep this whole section of the thing out. All you, all you, need, to, all you need to know is that the world's been plunged into chaos, an ultimate evil has been released, and it's on your shoulders to defeat it. And Zazzle's. He can't do it alone, but, I mean, maybe he could, but he likes you guys, so... What about the other people who were, like, near us when the corruption went out? Are they just in an illusion, or...? Yes, they're, everyone um, is pretty much trapped in their own illusion at this point. Hmm. In the world. In the, in the worlds. Worlds. Mass illusion. <laughs> All right. So we're in an illusion while everybody else is in an illusion, but it's not that illusion that we're in. <laughs> D- different illusion. Good, you're... Really picking things up, Craig. It's illusions all the way so down. So we've been incepted. So I'm, no, I'm, I'm sure you boys have plenty of questions for me. So we and we only have a few moments because there's a there's a whole battle going on. So let's all let's all just recline for a bit and relax and take our time. What do you say? Uh, which one's your favorite other druid? <laughs> you're gonna <laughs> you're gonna be on a desert island with another druid. Which one would it be? Well, don't tell the other ones, but it would probably have to be uh, Godfrey. Which one's Godfrey? <laughs> well, it, well, okay, it would probably have to be Godfrey before he went a little crazy and permanently turned himself into an ostrich. Oh. <laughs> it's, it started impersonating me. Before that, he was a great guy. That's why you liked him so <laughs> That's, much. I just, loved him. He was awesome. He always was trying to be you. <laughs> yeah, he was, it was very flattering. Took it a bit too far. I, I know how that goes. I, I'm pretty sure Zazzle <laughs> kicked him out a window. <laughs> Is he still alive? <laughs> uh, he's fine. <laughs> Trust me, we druids can take a lot of punishment. <laughs> we have seen that. Yeah. Um, what other questions, you guys? This is our only chance with Gerald. Normally he runs off and <laughs> says no questions. No, I'm... I've got nowhere. I've got nowhere important to be. My my attention to yours. That battle. I'm sure it'll be fine. Why didn't you give us like a an actual map or like path <laughs> to the artifact instead of sending us down a pit where we had? Well, to... well look at the time. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta go. I'm gonna catch you guys on the flip. Trust me. You have all the you have all the clues that you need to know to defeat this. You got this. I gotta go. Um, everything will become clear here in a moment, I'm sure, most likely. Will, will a druid help us out? Or? I've given you about as much help as you're going to get. <laughs> Alright, see you later, man. <laughs> see you, Gerald. <laughs> For waves. He, he smiles, and a single tear rolls down his cheek. Oh, God. And then he disperses into a million pieces. Oh, that's... A- He's so dramatic. <laughs> oh, Gerald. <laughs> and, yeah. After he disperses into a million pieces, the whiteness fades, and you find yourselves uh, on top of a hill. 
uh, back in what you recognize to be the Valley of Dusk. Was the Valley of Dusk connecting the two planes? Yes. So this is kind of the linchpin, linchpin between the two planes. And um, roll a perception check. Do I get uh, free 20s? No more free 20s. You got free 20s? Unless you pay me money. you guys. If you guys want to Venmo me some money, I'll give you 20s. <laughs> it's about a dollar per die roll. Pay, pay the win. Uh, I got an 11. 15. 14. Cool. Well, that's about enough to notice uh, your surroundings. You guys, you recognize that you're near where you met Fino and Zazzle originally, but the giant tree that was there has been utterly obliterated. That's unfortunate. And there are bits of bark and tree and stone and dirt that are kind of just floating in the atmosphere around here. And you see all around you, um, everything seems still. Whereas before... Um, in the uh, in the amaranth plane, everything kind of pulsed with life, but it feels completely dead. All the color has been drained out of the surroundings. And next to you, you also see Zazzle. Zazzle. Zazzle looks battle worn and grizzled, and he is astride biscuits. He his beard has a beard. Yes, Zazzle looks looks like he's had a pretty rough time. Um, Zazzle is in full raven form now, but his his body is like covered with all sorts of scars and bruises and he's like where have you losers been um i mean in an illusion within an illusion within an illusion it took you freaking long enough i can't hold off all the all of the world's evil by myself seems like you're doing a good job i was on a boat yeah you've, you've done fine <laughs> he's like hey uh so gerald told me to give you these things whenever you arrived i expected it to be a lot sooner but you know i i know how much you guys love your shenanigans <laughs> jesus sazzle you're one of us Man, everyone's been so everyone's <laughs> been so mean to us and he kind of gives you like a mini figurine of all of the respective druids limited edition those are extremely valuable i would not take those out of the case if i were you they're gonna be worth something someday are we supposed to are we supposed to paint these later uh you shatter it vogel you break it oh. in your hand <laughs> vogel right. yeah right. and you see that zazzle like his hat looks different it looks like it's emanating with power Ooh. i crush mine i crush mine too yeah yeah, Bogal doesn't. Bogal does it. Yeah. Um, you crush yours and you get the sensation. You kind of get a, a brief glimpse that while you're doing it, somewhere out there, your respective druid has been destroyed. <laughs> oh, no. So, uh, Bogal, when you crush yours, you see Jerfi, who is currently on the field of battle, and he is obliterated. And while it happens, he's like, uh, I believe in you, Bogal. When he is destroyed, you kill him. <laughs> it's so sad. I want to crush mine. <laughs> and Don, when <laughs> Don, when you crush yours, you, you see a similar vision of Boy George uh, fighting off. Uh, uh, you can't really tell what he's fighting, but you see him lashing out with all um, of his remaining tentacles, which I think is like one at this point. Yeah, I think it's down the one. Disgusting, gross <laughs> yeah, his gross, te- His gross single tentacle that's coming out of his crotch region. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's the same sort of deal as like, Don, you've got this. You, you just have to believe in yourself as he is eviscerated (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and uh jet you see some ostrich 
<laughs> that is running across the field of battle. Aimlessly confused. <laughs> and it's it squawks at you uh, as it is obliterated when you crush it. Well, fair enough. <laughs> and you can use the power that you gain from crushing those to um, imbue an item on your person. With essentially the power of uh, an artifact. Uh, I'm going with the shovel. That ostrich needed put down, to be honest. That was a good idea. Strange, <laughs> yeah, that's the one I feel the least bad yeah. about. George was on his last <laughs> limb anyway, too. His last leg. George, yeah, poor George, though. He was so buff. I'm going to use it on my saxophone. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, the great sword is yeah, the, probably the, good, the choice Bogal would make. Awesome. Uh, so, yeah, uh, basically, the druids sacrificed themselves to give you an upper hand in this battle that we're going to get into in the next episode. Ah. Sweet. They really did they really did take the fall for this. <laughs> they went all in for real. Double down. Double down. We got nothing left. And thus begins the beginning of the end. That's going to do it for this week's episode of the Battle Buddies. Uh thank you so much for listening for joining us on this Epic ride, man. Here we go. We're, we're nearing the season finale of season one of the Battle Buddies, and then we're going to be moving on to some awesome, new, exciting things that we're all really, really pumped for and looking forward to. Going to take all the things that we've learned from season one and just amp it up, multiply it by a million and make it so much better. But don't take that to mean you shouldn't listen to the rest of the finale because it's going to be one buck wild ride or not maybe maybe it's just going to be a lot of dialogue who knows no spoilers ahead anyway thanks for listening thank you thank you thank you so much we really appreciate it and thank you kaylin conroy for making the theme song to the battle buddies i'm sure when you did you never expected us to make this many episodes but you know what you're wrong caitlin hypothetically if that's what you thought you're wrong so imaginary caitlin who might think this go shove it but thank you for your music it means a lot uh go check out radbotproductions.com where you can find art for the episodes and all the episodes themselves to listen to and the other projects that we're working on and you know follow us on our various social accounts rate and review us wherever it is that you listen to us and maybe try reaching out tell us what you think tell us how you felt these past uh four arcs the whole campaign tell us what you think what you think of the characters what you think of the boys just tell us how, you, how tell us about your grandma um anything anything that's on that pops into your head we'd love to hear about it and look forward to the next episode in the new year on january 9th start your 2019 outright all right see you then